Hey everyone, I'm your host, Lindsay Potter, and this is Constantly Curious. On today's episode, we'll be talking with a very special friend and old colleague of mine who hails from Canada. I'm so excited for you all to hear this conversation, so let's dive right in. Let me just go ahead and introduce everyone. This is Liz Eustace, founder owner of Jot Living. That's an acronym for Just One Thing. Um, Liz and I worked together back in 2008. I had just moved back to from, I was living out west in Wyoming. I moved back to Connecticut where I'm from, looking for a job that would give me that same kind of energy that I had out west, very hard to replicate. And I applied for a job where I had to interview in a yoga studio. And I thought, well, this is a good start. So I go into the yoga studio and there's Liz leading this interview. And it was one of the coolest job interview experiences to date that I've ever had. And I remember so vividly leaving that studio thinking, I am going to do whatever it takes to work with that woman because your energy was just so, just so, uh, it was like a warm hug, Liz, and not in a cheesy way. It was just, I just wanted to be around you. Um, and you're still that same person and your business has grown so in so many amazing different ways in the past 15 years. So if you could just take us back, um, introduce yourself and a little bit about what you're currently doing, and then take us back to where your entrepreneurial journey really began and how you got to where you are today. Oh my word. Well, so many questions. what a great introduction. And I have to share, I think Lori Budd was there. There was someone else there because when you left, I remember both of us uh, saying, well, we want her. Like I was, <laughs> I was in branding, she was in ops. And I was like, no, 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 she has to come on my team. And Lori's like, just go on my team. And then you became the, anyway, there's a lot of love, but you became the model. Like, okay, well, where's the Lindsay Warner in like, you know, Wayne, Pennsylvania? Where's, right, you know, in, in Thank um, you. Jacksonville. I, I did not get the job that I applied for. I got an even better job that, that you thought <laughs> I would be good at. And you were right. So yeah, good leadership. Yeah, total, total star. Um, well, I think entrepreneurship is something that is probably modeled for you when you grow up. My dad was a corporate lawyer, practiced for himself, and loved his work, loved the client side of it, right? So throughout my upbringing, there were always these odd cast of characters, you know, and I can't name any, but, you know, the stories of how they came into my dad's life and then ultimately into ours because many became uh, family friends. friends yeah. My, yeah, my mom uh, went back to school when she was 52 to study art um, <sighs> and so, and became an artist painter. So tons That's amazing. Of, yeah, tons of initiative. Um, you know, my siblings are entrepreneurial. My granddad was entrepreneurial. So it's a bit of in the DNA. And then also the experience with Lululemon was super entrepreneurial. Like we mm -hmm. all, you know, yourself included, we literally, I mean, I say this without ego, like we built the brand on the Northeast 
coast, right? So people from, hadn't heard of it no. from nothing. People had people were like Lululemon, Lululemon. Like we actually had sweatshirts phonetically, like made with the phonetics of it, because people yes. had never heard of it. And I still have that sweatshirt. Um, <laughs> and well, when we, when I started with the brand, there was only one store in New York City, and totally. now I mean it's 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 like it's like in the English dictionary, Lululemon. Totally, like, uh, it's, totally. It's a, I have, it's a yeah, verb. I think you can pick up gift cards. This is weird. At like in Canada, it's called Shoppers Drug Mart, which is like your CVS. Oh my god! I should mention. Thank you for saying that to our listeners that uh, you are Canadian, which Canadian. makes me even more excited to, to branch out into Canada in my second episode of this podcast uh, because you have such a different point of view of, of America. I know I'm international now. We're international, um, but and that Lululemon is a Canadian company started in Vancouver, um, and when I started with them, with you back in 2008, I had gone to Vancouver. I had gone skiing with my sister probably in 2002 or three when Lulu was, they had a little pop-up in Whistler. We were up there and my sister bought a pair of the pants. It was a tiny little pop-up. And when I got the job years later, she said to me, is that the same company with my favorite pants with that little logo on the side, the little upside down U? And I said, it is, oh my gosh, we, we manifested this. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just so wild. And uh, so, I mean, you know, we were all, yourself included, like the little engines that could, right? You know, I mean, you met with anybody and everybody. There was a methodology behind it. And we were really, we had the infrastructure of Vancouver, but we were really put into markets as entrepreneurs, right? Yes. Like hire, build, create, systemize. And so, um, and Chip Wilson, the founder was, you know, a huge advocate around that and finding your purpose and finding your best self. Um, and so ultimately, you know, it was just a very natural professional progression and totally grew up at that time and was with them, you know, for a, a part of their scaling and growth that, um, you know, isn't in existence today, but no. was a really, really fun, amazing time. We were involved. very lucky and, and one of my mentors back at Lulu okay. for so many years. And then I, I love on your current business's website, how it kind of breaks it down. I was a mentor at Lululemon. I became a CEO when I launched the award-winning communications company uh, focused on health and wellness, which I'm hoping you'll tell us about now and then into currently where you are. So I, I love the progression of your entrepreneurial journey, which is one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you outside of just loving seeing you. Um, so tell us a little bit about when you launched that business that I remember so well. Align you. Yeah, yes. it was. Um, so when I was at Lulu, I had access to all these classes and I traveled, um, you know, up and down the coast and started to see the shift in um, the industry as a whole where yoga celebrities like yoga people that were becoming celebrities were, were, were sort of on the rise. And mm -hmm. um, the business model was shifting and it was becoming big business to be in yoga. And living in New York City at the time and having all this exposure, I thought, oh my gosh, like do people know, you know, they don't have to pay $5,000 to go see, you know, these amazing teachers 
on the road, like you can come to New York and still drop into a class with, and I could name a thousand people, you know, but yeah. like Skylar Grant, Elena Brower, Dana Flynn, like all these studio owners that were still really leading these classes, albeit they were packed, but you could still do it. And each market had those people, right? And I thought that was valuable for people to know. And yes, very. Um, my mandate and mission has always been accessibility. I do not like inequity. I do not like, you know, I get a privilege to do this, but you don't get to do like. Exclusivity. So I, yeah, I really not a good wanted. One. <laughs> no, I really wanted to make the practice in and of itself accessible. People thought it was only for a per certain body type, a certain economic bracket. Um, I also wanted to make access to these teachers accessible because. Um, Yoga is one of the practices that you get into it by your teachers. And if you don't have a great teacher, you won't have a great experience. And mm -hmm. having access to really the best of the best in all these regions, I was like, well, just go to their studios. Like, here's right. their studio. And so that's really what it's what I wanted to get out there. And so I probably at this point had a couple maybe 1200 people like sort of just you know like i had a good amount of people that were you doing this I, online or yes that i had email okay. yeah email addresses too and you know i think when i left maybe i didn't have that many actually when i left lulu i made this decision that i wanted to actually start this online platform through newsletters through a website of where people could go and do really great classes. I think it was actually maybe called originally Alignment or something, and I was only gonna do it in New York. So I sent out this email saying, I'm leaving Lulu, sign up for my email list. And um, you know, this is, this is kind of my next chapter. And people got back to me right away and they were sharing it and they were like, oh my gosh, that's so great. You should also include this, maybe think about this. And I know a great studio here and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it really grew organically from that. Like it just, it was an email list. It was something I did. I think I did it weekly, but I basically did a summary of if you I remember in, if, your yeah. newsletters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the I, newsletters. I there from the get go. I you still were, have my I know, you, sweatshirt. And, and at that time I had my baby. Yeah. I helped you with the conference. Yeah, I, I, I know. I have pictures of Elena and my baby Lily and your baby Lily, and I know. that was oh such God. a crazy fun time in life. And uh, and I think that again, this podcast being about entrepreneurial challenges and joys and all of the things that we go through, the risks that we take as entrepreneurs, because we know that the work is in us, and we just need to share it with the world. But but the, what types of challenges did you feel in taking that leap from Lulu to Alignio, or was it just very organic, like this is me now? Oh my gosh, I had so, <laughs> I had so many challenges. I had so many challenges. Yeah. And ultimately Alignio lasted for two and a half, three years, and then I had to shut it down because I ran out of money, basically. Yeah. I got some investment. Yeah. So the classic entrepreneurial track, time and money, right? You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta have enough time, you gotta have enough money. Um, so my challenges were, um, I did it alone, so I would not do that. I mean, if we're lesson learned for entrepreneurs, have a partner, have someone who 
you can share the wins and the challenges with. Mm -hmm. um, from going from Lululemon into that, I found it really isolating and lonesome. Um, I had my second child, you know, I think literally two weeks before I launched, you know, like the the, the rebranding of Alignment oh, New wow. York into Alignio, which was, you know, went from a localized newsletter to a national like platform. Yeah. Um, so that what Big I difference. don't think was was really that smart. <laughs> um, and but, then, well, and, and, but mistakes are such an integral part of success, ultimate success, totally. because you would, it, had yeah. you not done that, you would do it again. You know, you, you would make the same mistake again had you not learned from the first one, which, you know, to your point totally. about loneliness, I, the past three years have been the loneliest of my life because I've been trying to do it alone. And over the past six months, I've realized I don't need to do this alone. Why would I do this alone? It's not as fun. Yeah. I, I need other people's energy, which is why I really wanted to start the podcast. I wanted to connect with people like me that are going through the same types of things in their entrepreneurial journey who have either made it or are making it or, um, you know, are on their next chapter. So, I'm I'm excited I'm excited to get to where you are today because yeah that's the good stuff. So I don't know actually also as an entrepreneur I'd be really interested to know if you ever make it like because I think it's something yeah, in question. our DNA that we just keep going. So um, I think I think the challenges were also financial, right? Like I think mm. I probably would have kept. A, a gig going. I just went full in mm -hmm. and just learned so much. But I was like, oh, we'll be we'll be scaling really quickly. And yeah, it's that great analogy. Everything sort of the duck above water looks really great, but the feet yeah, are going the iceberg, a yeah. thousand miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So I ended up I ended up closing that business, but really always loved the people and I met a ton of people. And because of all of the content, I had exposure to all modalities of healing and health and kind of yoga and got deep into mindfulness, got deep into meditation, went back to school, did a coaching certification because I really could see that mental health and this kind of the physical practice turning into the mental practice that you experience when you shift into mindfulness student mm -hmm. um, would gain traction, would be the next iteration of the wellness movement. And so um, certified myself in really that dynamic of, of understanding organizational leadership and positive psychology and cognitive behavioral therapy to bring people into their best self. So that's really the evolution. I, I um, MBSR, mindfulness-based stress reduction, which I, I actually didn't, wasn't familiar with the term, but made so much oh. sense to me. And I think that yeah. uh, I started meditating. I don't know if I told you this, but I, I mm -hmm. may have, but back in October, I was introduced by a friend to transcendental meditation, a form of meditation. There are many forms. I've always dipped in and out of meditation with apps and I, I've always tried but never been consistent with a practice and I was with this friend of mine who said to me you should really try transcendental so I was taught it was a four-day learning 
And, and now I honestly can't imagine my life without it, but I, I learned that I wasn't taking any time, just one thing. And I'm really curious to know how you named it. Totally. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so as a licensed facilitator also with mental health awareness and, um, MBSR, as you've beautifully described, um, I started working actually with, uh, what they're called, I think it's the same in the States, but basically employee assistant program. So EAP, EFAPs, mm -hmm. um, and those are programs where an employer sets up basically lunch and learns. There's also coaching, there's other, you know, benefit facilities, but, um, or benefit pieces. Um, but I started working just a little, and then through COVID it kind of exploded. Um, of facilitating and building content around wellness. So mm -hmm. I was working with, it's almost like a placement agency. Like they're like, okay, well, our client needs a lunch and learn on stress reduction. I'm like, okay, I can do it. Um, and it was just virtual. So it was great. Yeah. And I mean, probably honestly, hundreds, if not thousands of hours later, um, I started to really recognize, first of all, people would say, where can I find out more information about what we just did, right? Whether it's like the breathing exercises or mindfulness, or I'm really, um, I, I talk and work a lot with somatics. So what that is, is like how your body gives you messaging is also what's going on in your mind. So if you have headaches a lot, like what's that telling you? If you have tummy aches a lot, what is that telling you? And we all manifest our stress differently. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I thought, okay, I have to build something so I could tell all these people, okay, well, just check me out here. Just check me out here. And the other piece is that people were very overwhelmed. Like, I'm tired of, sorry, but like this is going to be controversial, but I'm tired of kind of these websites and personalities saying you have to do this, like a goop. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah that says you have to do it a particular way. It's stressful for people. People are it like, I can't, I can't live like that. And I can't do 27 things. I'm also working. I've got three kids. Well, I've got a not dog. only do you have to do it, but you have to spend $2,700 doing it. So totally, totally. <laughs> and I thought that's, of tea either. Yeah, I thought that's a total drag. Like if people can do just one thing for themselves, like honestly, Switch for me, that's yourself. meditation. Yeah, for totally. me, that's meditation. And it, but it, it can be anything. Anything. It can be, yeah. Switch switch your soap out. Switch um, switch your morning routine. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe take the stairs instead of the escalator. Like anything. Again, coming back to accessibility. Like, how do you access your health? Right. It's going to mm -hmm. be. And I just didn't want to preach to people. And I didn't want to pretend that I was like this expert in whatever, because really my career, I've had exposure. I feel so grateful to so many different people. And again, modalities of healing that I was like, this is going to work for somebody. This is going to work for some like it's. And I have to tell you, my favorite film ever is What About Bob with Bill Murray. And I'm saying our, I, well, our mantra in our household for years has been baby steps, baby steps, baby I steps. Love and that. I was like, just one thing, baby steps, like there's something there. And just one thing was basically, I can't even remember. Like it was literally like jot. Oh, jot living. That's, that's really cool. Just one thing. I think I'll just do Go with jot that. because I love it, it. It was simple. It was cute. It was like jot it down if you want. Um, it just felt energized. Like just do one thing. Just 
So yeah. now you, uh, I, I, I personally love it. I was so excited when you launched. And, and I agree. I watched an interview yesterday with this 72-year-old vegan chef. And she's in the most amazing shape. She's the healthiest woman. And she said, I just started one day with one push-up. I just wanted to get healthy. And I started with one oh, push-up. That. And that's all I could do. And she said, every day I added a push-up. But if I couldn't add, then I wouldn't add. But I would do what I did the day before. It's just one thing. And I stuck with that one thing. And then that one thing turned into another one thing. Yeah. It, you can't do them all to your point at the same time, but you can do them. And for, for me too, before I started the meditation practice in the fall, I, I was trying to do so many things. And now I'm finally focused on this is my thing. And I mean, the podcast is my other, it's my hobby because I really have always had a dream of doing this and now I'm living it. So how exciting is that? That's but awesome. uh, but to be focused on just your one thing and to get up every day and chip away at it um, and to to your point earlier of I don't know if it ever is it as an entrepreneur. Uh, this is it. What is it? it it's this right now. Mm -hmm. It is. <laughs> but once this gets to where I want it to be, maybe it will be something else. You know, I, I think that we're always looking for um, that iteration, that, you know, innovation, I should say, not iteration. But, uh, but so you are hired then by companies to come in. Do you do any in-person sessions now that, that yeah. COVID's? Okay. Yeah, I do. That must so be nice. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. So typically what I'll do is I'll work with the client before. So we'll talk about what's, what's the one thing? Like what is that pressure point on your team? And it can be anything from um, engagement, communication, um, mental health, right? And then we will build a program uh, around that. So that might be a few lunch and learns where there's a, an interactive session of maybe an hour. I've done three hours. I've done full day workshops. Um, and then working with individuals, it like, you know, an hour at a time, kind of over a couple of months. So we build basically like a wellness program that's specific to their criteria. And it's always based in kind of the tenets of stress reduction and like yeah. paying attention and slowing down. And how do we access the one thing that people can commit to? Is that one wellness ritual? Is that one vitality piece? Is that one... Um, Thing they want to shift in their sleep habits, right? And so, so is it individualized? One of my goals was to be able to be with my kids more often. They're getting older. And when they were young, I worked for so many startups. I was traveling a lot. I was not home a lot in the evenings. And as they've gotten older, they need me more. And I don't want to miss this time because it's so fleeting. But, uh, but have you struck the balance of parenting in the way that you want to and running your business? I think there's always just, again, to like, just to be really honest, I think there's always opportunity costs. Like, yeah. is there more that I could be doing? Absolutely, right? Always as an entrepreneur. And I think you said it really well, you know, we do have to balance that and make those choices. The work that I do is, um, generally in office hours. So that's great. Like Good, there's yeah. not a lot of out, outside. And then it really tapers off in the summer, which is when 
we spend most time together as a family because there's not many companies that are doing a lot of learning and development in the middle of the summer. Like they're, that's nice. They're, yeah. So, so those two things have been great. Um, and it's always a balance of how much you're ramping, how much you're pushing, you know, all of those yes. pieces is entrepreneurial is um like shows us that it's like energy out energy in right and so you, right. so that's the balance the business development side is always a balance and the social media side that i wish would um just some days just disappear but it well that was too. my next question because over the past three years i having been in marketing for 10 years uh, shifted into doing social media management content creation copywriting it was something I had always managed a team of people to do or certain people, but now I do it as my pretty full-time job. And my question to you as a business owner, a small business owner is, what is your biggest challenge with social media? It, it is a necessary evil. That's the term that I hear from most small business owners, uh, but it's also a very powerful tool for business if you are using it correctly. So what would you say your biggest challenge is? And, and also, how do you see it as an asset? Two-parter. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that I started in many ways as a tech company. I, in that, you know, I was online. So I built up to, you know, 50,000 subscribers, a couple hundred thousand people on Facebook. So I was, I was hitting That's all big. of that hard, right? Yeah. Um, and that's where I lived and I, played and then i would say you know fast forward obviously instagram is sort of eclipsed everything um maybe there'll be i was gonna say a course correction but that's not the right you know maybe there'll be <laughs> there'll be another kind of piece i'm not really yeah. sure because i do think it is a really important part of the business the biggest challenge to answer your question is my work is not visual i'm not an interior designer. I'm not right. a chef. I'm not a fashionista. Um, my work is about personal transformation, right? So how do you show that? I always actually get a bit cringy when I see like natural paths and coaches online because it's just like it's really pitchy. It's not that it's not that visually interesting. Right. Um, so where I see the value is I've also done Instagram live feeds like or um sessions where i can just jump on with a Human. lovely community right and yeah. do a workshop or do a meditation um and it can hit sort of international so that i think so sort of reach is really really important um and then i also part of it my work is all based on positive psychology so i really push out affirmations so that is something um that i see can be really fun and playful for people um i i say and i know that i'm not alone uh, need that positive affirmation on the daily uh, not that i don't feel it inside of me right now but i it, it always reinforces yes everything's okay i'm grateful for what i have We've got yeah. this. Let's go. Um, it, it reinforces the positive uh, shift mentally. So keep doing that. I will. <laughs> that works. I will. Yeah, I really, I love that. And thanks for sharing your, your challenges too, because sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable and share what's challenging. I think social media in so many ways makes it look as if 
everything's perfect. And same, going back to the duck with the legs, no one sees the legs. They only see the mm -hmm. duck. Um, mm -hmm. So, so I, although in the past year, everyone's shifted into sharing a lot more of those challenges because the, the reality of life is in the challenges. The reality is not yeah. in the highlight reel. Um, oh, well, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, a good one. Well, we're coming up on 40 minutes and you have been so generous with you about just one thing. Like, how can they find you online? And uh, if they wanted to hire you, where would they go? And I'll put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, I mean, I just, it's interesting because I ran Alignio with so many tentacles. I just, <laughs> it's just weird now talking about it. I actually just focus on Instagram because it's a great of all platforms. I think it's the most accessible and easy, easiest um, to tell your story. So it's Jot Living on Instagram. Okay. Um, I think, you know, the only other thing about the entrepreneurial path is just knowing that there's great community and some of the challenges of it too. And it's just mm -hmm. such a great worthwhile pursuit that if it's in you, you're, you're going to live it at some point. So just go for it. I love it. I love it. I mean, you've been time and you're sharing and so excited to see where Jot Living goes. And I wish you and your family the best. Thanks, Lindsay. Wait, should we, should we clap our way out? Should we yeah, get the... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't... Let's, like let's, yeah, uh, let's get the cheering. We'll get... <laughs> I didn't hear the cheering. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no. you'll hear it. You'll hear okay, it. Good. <laughs> okay. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another inspiring entrepreneurial story for you. So stay tuned.